welcome back everybody to HVAC R&D Riding and Dennis. We got a we got a good show here tonight. We got the vibe going. We got a we got a guest on here. Uh, I'll let Ryan introduce him, but uh, we got a guy from EGIA. Um, of course, we're going to catch up with him, see what we're drinking, get into some stocks. I don't know if he's a stock guy. Hopefully not right now. He's not. Maybe he can <laughs> wait to get in on that. But uh, without further ado, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. what's up hvac crew riding here welcome back to the show um yes dennis and i do have a guest tonight we're very happy to welcome lucas erbar from egia yay Thanks for having me, guys. Nailed the pronunciation. Yes. I love it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. You did well with that one as well. So uh, <laughs> I'll take that. Um, but no, we're very excited. Lucas is, you know, not only coming on the show tonight um, to spend a little time with us, he's also going to be a guest with us when we're out in Vegas. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but yeah, so welcome to the show, Lucas. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me. Uh, is this should I should I do some sort of I don't have an intro uh, prepared, but I can. Do you want me to give you a, a quick upshot or something? Sure, go for it. All right. Uh, I had to memorize a, an elevator pitch. Right, I'm in marketing. What's the well? Uh, so I am. Uh, I'm Lucas Ervar. I'm the director of communications and marketing partnerships for EGIA, and I'm the director of uh, communications for the EGI Foundation. Um, EGIA is a industry trade association that you know kind of predicated on really. Uh, helping contractors any way we can. Um, I, all of the training, stuff like that, outside of basically technical training, but soft skills, so to speak, um, you need to learn, you know, you want to do a class on marketing or accounting or financials, you want to go to a workshop and any of that stuff, you need, um, you know, financing programs, we do all of that. Um, and then on the EGI Foundation side, which I'm very excited to talk to you all about, uh, because I think we, you know, we have some kind of workforce stuff we're going to discuss and maybe, maybe in Vegas as well. Um, EGI Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit, so we are exclusively dedicated to uplifting the industry, and we're really focused on. Um, there's a there's a long version, but I think the shortest the shortest sweetest way I can say it is uh, repositioning HVAC and the trades in general as a first choice career out of high school, um, not a you know not a second choice, a third choice, a fourth choice. Great nice. industry, great career, um, very satisfying, good money. No reason it shouldn't be a first choice career again, like it was, you know, what, 30, 40, 50 years ago. I couldn't agree more with that. Um, I know that's something Dennis and I talk about a whole lot is, you know, there are so many people. I know Dennis and I are in our 30s. I'm not sure where you're at, Lucas. I'm guessing you're right there with maybe you. somewhere close with us. Um, you know, I, I grew up as a contractor's kid, just like Dennis did. Um, right. Did I always want to be in HVAC? No, but I wasn't afraid to work either. And, you know, I was taught that from a young age. And I think there's a lot of kids that would benefit from that. And I also think that taking that out of so many schools that we've seen has really just seen a whole different change in our workforce. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you say that when I was in high school um, and I think it's I think it's the town, too. Right. It's where you're at. Um, But when I was in high school, you know, we had auto mechanics we had uh shop 
like wood shop. You know, you had the teacher missing the finger. Um, <laughs> there wasn't a whole. There wasn't a whole lot. You know what I mean? Even then, the trade. You just kind of either went to college or you or you, whatever your dad was in, right? Um, those kids that took class, shop class back then, or auto mechanics. I mean, we just took it because it was it sounded easy. Um, but I feel like nowadays, man, some of these classes. Uh, and some of the stuff that's out there available to these kids is, is a lot better than we had growing up. I mean, at least in my town. Yeah, so, I mean, when you look at the the um, just on the stuff we've been dealing with on the foundation side. Um, not to jump ahead in our kind of like game plan here for the show. No, you're good. Um, I mean, some of this. I mean, there's like like virtual reality is becoming not just a possibility, but a pretty regular component. Oh, Training. Yeah. Um, we're we're kind of looking to collaborate with another nonprofit that does has a similar mission in there i mean they're they're trying to buy and get virtual reality headsets into schools even middle schools just to get people kind of playing games that are in this space and um you know getting really interested in what they're doing because um yeah i, I don't know it's just like we've it's the the image of it has changed or has has disappeared even where people don't know what it is when um you know there's pretty exciting stuff happening there and you don't just they, because it is a slightly different kind of educational path doesn't mean it's not just as inter- interesting as every other educational path, right? And right. Um, part, part of the problem lies with schools, right? Where I think they're probably largely graded on how many, um, the school itself, on how many kids they send off to four-year university, right? Oh, yeah. And, no, and, that's, and that's, part that's of a big it. problem where it's, it's even if when they see somebody who is like, you know, this person either seems excited about this or maybe just isn't, isn't, um, wired for academia not everybody you know not everybody is meant to be an english major or a business major no, or, or an not. hvac tech right all, all of those all all three of those vocations have three different kind of mindsets but somebody's like well i mean my bonus my bonus depends on sending them to four-year <laughs> university so let's go so i got a i got an email from my son's school um, we're in south carolina here fort mill and there was a semi-truck coming to the school I don't know if you've seen this. I can't remember the name of it. I meant to look it up. Um, it's got all these trades built into this truck, and it's all virtual reality. They pull it up to the school. You can uh, work a backhoe. You can weld. You can do wire up a house. It's all inside this truck, and you gotta kind of you gotta sign your kid up. You know, I mean, it's free. But Corey was like, eh. I mean, he. Trust me. I, I mean, I've, I'm always working on something, building something. That's what I did, right? And <laughs> yep. it's not him. It just ain't him, man. I don't force it on him. Um, he doesn't really know what the heck he wants to do. He wants to do something in music, but you know what I mean. He he's like, yeah, I'm good. I don't I don't really want to, you know, drive a backhoe or, I mean, you know, I've always tried to drag him under the car to work on the cars, and he's with me, but he's just not in. You know, you can tell when he's checked out. Yeah, that's, but, uh, and that's that's fine, and that's and that's great for him. Right. But it's like, but like the reverse is also true, right? Where it's like, where if if you can accept that, and we can, um, you know, and we can say like, oh, this, you know, this person that that's just not how they're wired. They don't want to do this. But for right. some reason, we don't do it on the flip side. I, I mean, I also say this is no, we don't. Good for no, numbers, right. You're but right. We don't right. do this for. It's like, well, just I'll tell you what. Go take the hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt to put it. We'll see what happens. Right. Uh, <laughs> do get your degree, and then we'll talk about it. And, and I don't well, know. We but, can talk about it maybe before that. You know, I saw I saw something the other day, and it's so true, though. You know, it was an eighteen-year-old kid, and says, "I can't get a ten thousand dollar loan to start a business, but you can give me a hundred thousand dollar loan to go to college." There's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. The point. that's the that. problem. Yeah, I also because can't there, make there. Are, there are a lot of kids that aren't, like you said, they're not geared for it. They're not wired for it. Um, yeah, and they don't have to be. No, no. And it's not, I mean, it's not, you know, obviously we know the, the misconceptions, right? Well, like, oh, you're not going to make good money. Like growing up, it's like the, the joke job is like a plumber. Right? right. And then you get older and you go, I'm sorry, wait, plumbers make what? And they right. have the freedom of like, they, you know, they you own your own business, depending on what you're doing. Um, you're not, you're not chained to a desk all day. Um, yeah. I mean, there's just a lot. Of, and again, I'm, I'm not here to knock any, any vocation, you know, it, like for university, like I said, I, I have four year university degree, enjoy the time very much. Um, it's great for some people, but it's not great for everybody. In the same way that the trades aren't great for everybody, aren't great for everybody, right? Like some people right. should go off to university and, and and go be an accountant. Um, but 
you you should have both options and and more and more these days they just we don't have both options i never i mean personally i i don't know what i would have done if i'd been presented with both but i yeah i went to college uh, i not once in high school did trades come up did they hit my desk um you know part of it is your parents certainly like what your parents do and what what they right. you know what the relative perceived value that they have but then also yeah i mean as a, as a guidance counselor you should be trying to present students with all options and that's not on the guidance counselors either like i said that's you know a lot of these schools are being graded on the, on this particular curve and so you know you got to do what you got to do but it's just like it's it's about changing misconceptions right and uh, and that starts at a very very low level uh, an early level i should say a very grassroots level and so that's that's kind of what we're about at the foundation is trying to start as early as possible to um, educate kids about what is out there so that when somebody doesn't mention to them hey you should check out hvac they can go to somebody and say somebody just mentioned this thing hvac i'm super into tech um I don't right. want to be chained to a desk, but I'd like automation really interests me. Um, very into computers, and maybe maybe I don't have to be a web designer. Maybe there's something you know. Maybe there's something here because as as y'all know, it's getting more and more technical every day, right? Well, right. More, and you bringing uh, that up, you bringing that up is exactly what I was I was thinking when you were discussing virtual reality and everything else. Because everything now, from what we understand, we know a lot of stuff's getting ready to go all Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that now these these kids that do have the desire to be doing something on a computer or doing something else, which is a lot of them these days, um, they are going to have those options more in the trades than they did before. And there's part of me that wonders if that will actually pull a few more towards trades just because they get to use that skill too. Right. Well, I think Lucas nailed it with, it's not, it's never been put in front of them. They didn't know what it was unless their dad did it. Right. Um, so now yes, I think social media, like, you know, we're, we're, uh, we got our little, our little Instagram thing going and some of the stories on here with these, um, you know, these women getting in the trades and these guys pushing, you know, pushing trade jobs, you know, I think social media is a, is really helping because it shows you can kind of see in the day, you know, a day's work, you know, in the life of a trade yeah, guy. Day in the life um, of the trade guy. These guys are taking pictures of their work, and and they're just pumped, man. I mean, it's just it's a different it's a different time. Yeah. Um, but here we are. We don't have enough people doing it <laughs> still. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's what's up with that, but yeah, social know. media is probably is probably the answer to all these questions. Um, social <laughs> media is probably the answer. It's uh, Actually, if I, on that on that note, I was going to ask I not to not to segue us too much here, but I can't remember which one of you was talking about it. But I was doing my due diligence. I was listening to the last episode of your show, and uh, you guys were talking about TikTok. Um, are you guys in the TikTok uh, environment? Are you are you involved there? Because I'm I'm kind of actually I, I'd like to ask some questions just from this is coming into my my role in the foundation where we're trying to figure out how to reach kids at a younger and younger age and connect with people. Are you guys are you guys interacting with TikTok? Do you just kind of are you are you lurkers or do you actually uh, do you, do you create content there? I've so I've got a TikTok account and I've got crazily I've got several videos that have like a hundred thousand plus views. Wow. Um, two oh, of them yeah, happen. It's definitely a, but a platform for that. I mean But you know, none of that that I did was for HVAC. Now I've done I've done posts where I talk about, you know, being a sales guy and the weird things contractors will say. Um and I've had some of those hit, you know, a ton of views. I mean, I, I'm just, a, I'm just on there looking to kill like 20 minutes before I go to sleep. Um, and three hours later, I'm still looking at it. So if that tells you anything, it's just that kind of, yeah. And you're, I don't uh, even think you're the demographic either. Right. And that's still the case. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah it I just, just grabs you. It's a, it, I think it, it's one that I think is going to more than pretty intense. Others, I mean, it really I mean, is is changing uh well it's it's a whole other conversation i don't mean to hijack it here i think tiktok is is potentially a a very is a more of a game changer than we give it credit for and i'm, I'm unfortunately realizing despite my old age i'm right with there with you guys in the in the late 30s um and uh i i think i'm gonna have to dedicate myself to learning the, the well the so area. i've been i've been noticed because i'm not a big social media guy i've actually tried to back up from it a little bit but i understand and doing what me and Ryan are doing, you know, you got to, man, you got to get out there. Um, you, you got to meet new people. You know, that's the only way we can really get a hold of people on here and reach out. But, um, 
there is different engagement, I think, on certain platforms, right? Like TikTok, I don't feel like that engagement. Yeah, interacting as much. Yeah, I just feel like it's like, up, oh, yep, and then you move on, right? And, you know, Instagram or something like that, you're going to click on more and you're going to look into that person and see what mm-hmm. they do, you know, and see what the guy's building, you know, whatever. Sure. Um, the TikTok, it's almost like, you know, I was reading something where you put a video on there and you got 100,000, let's say you got 100,000 views, right? You get 100,000 downloads on a podcast. I mean, we oh, wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be working my regular job. You know what I mean? Oh, That's no, you're getting better guests than me if you have 100,000. You see what I mean? Like, different engagement. Um, you know, they say 26 downloads a day is fantastic for a podcast. So, uh, think about that, right? Like you can get a hundred thousand views on TikTok in 10 right. minutes, but yeah, what does it mean? What well, does that the, mean? Though? So, so TikTok, here's a prime example. So this video I've got 98 and a half thousand views. Now it's five seconds of me sneaking up behind my wife and grabbing her ass. <laughs> <laughs> While we were that's just good wholesome content right there yeah, so, you know then there's <laughs> another one it's 144,000 and it's me handing her a hundred dollars putting a slot machine in Vegas <laughs> did she win that's it yeah shit no okay. and, then, <laughs> and then now my 59 code one Dennis actually has 38,000 views which is funny yeah so I don't know I mean but, but I, I don't like know to... why you can't the algorithm's nuts right like my son's got you know 300 something subscribers on his drum cover channel right but um you can't even you can't even begin to do anything to far as money till you get to at least a thousand subscribers and that's real people like real people hitting a button and continuing to watch you, right? I mean, just like podcasts, somebody's downloading it, they're listening to it, 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 it can monitor how long they're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not two seconds and swipe. So um, yeah. I feel like you, you, as a company, you almost have to though. You got, you got to jump in there with everybody else. Yeah, um, and that's, I mean, that's most of these platforms too, Facebook, YouTube. Um, I mean, a view is three seconds like that's a view and that's what they count as when you're like well i got a million views and it's like well you got a million people to watch three seconds of this little video it's, i don't know if i'd call that a view per se right um but that's i mean that is also that's attention spans right that's where we are like as you said the, the beauty of the tiktok video you just talked about was that it was five seconds long and if it was five minutes long probably impacts yeah. his metrics pretty severely exactly all right so that was a oh so that was a what I was going to say, Lucas, that was an incredible intro you had there. Yeah, crushed yeah, it. Yeah, right. I, I kind of. Show's over. Show there Night, everybody. Thanks. You sounded like experts when you were talking about TikTok last episode. And I was, I jotted it down. I actually jotted down three notes that I was like, I want to make sure I asked them about these three things. And that was one of them. One of them was stocks. And we're going to talk about that anyway, it sounds like. So I don't know if I want to stay away from that right now. I don't know if I want to talk about that. Well, so let's get into what we're drinking on here. Um sure so you you are actually the first guest that's going to drink with us. Oh, yes. wow! Oh, no, actually, well, we had Zach on here. That he didn't count. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. So what you uh, either? What are you getting into there, Lucas? Well, so not only am I going to drink with you, I'm already drinking with you. Um, <laughs> so I actually, from listening to your last episode, I was like, ah, I should crack into my whiskey because it sounds like y'all are whiskey people. Um, but. I also thought I'm representing the state of Oregon here and we're hoity-toity snobs about our beer, so I should do that. <laughs> so I have a uh, an Oakshire Brewing. Oakshire is out of uh, Eugene, Oregon. Go Ducks, that's where my alma mater. Nice. Um, out of Eugene, Oregon, uh, Oakshire makes their seasonal winter, winter ale, which is called the Ill-Tempered Gnome. It has a fun, angry gnome on the front of it. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a winter ale. It is a 6.8%. Um, and it's delicious. It's one of my favorite uh, winter seasonals. I'm... I'm very. I'm somebody who leans into the season. Um, yeah. Very into the holiday season. So I'm. I'm drinking holiday ales as long as they're here. So. Did you drink a pumpkin spice latte? 
Just asking. Uh, I'm not a coffee guy, so but I'll drink pumpkin oh, spice things. Either. But can I give you a theory <laughs> about pumpkin spice before I before I cede the floor to what y'all are drinking? Um, <laughs> I don't think pumpkin spice is pumpkin. I think it's just spice. I think it's just cinnamon, clove, and and it's nutmeg. Like chai tea. Yeah, well, you yeah, also no found out the uh, the pumpkin pies we've been eating our whole lives out of the can. That's not pumpkin either. Oh, I can believe that. Yeah, it's a. Um, my wife looked it up. It's. It's a uh, God. I knew I was gonna forget. Is this. it even a squash or is it just? Is it? Oh, just it's just like a squash. That's what it is. Okay. No, it's just okay. squash. It's like okay. it's not pumpkin like we know pumpkin. Though. Sure. Oh, squash pie is it's squash good, with pumpkin spice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Pumpkin spice isn't pumpkin. Spice. It's just spice. It's just anyway. I, but that guy keeps stealing the floor. What, what are y'all drinking? Well, so I was drinking a. Um, I was on the seltzers tonight. I let you down. I didn't. I didn't bring out the. Uh, <laughs> what the brand at least? No, I'm, I like to try every brand of seltzer and know if I need to. If I'm missing out on something, what brand? Do you All right. Know? So this one here, I'm not a huge seltzer guy, but uh, my wife grabbed some Bud Light seltzer sours. Mm. Okay, so it tastes like. Um, so the green apple one tastes like uh, what's the uh, sour? No, it tastes like a Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> the oh, candy. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, it's it's tart. It's yeah, <laughs> or, or or Jolly Rancher, whatever. I mean, uh, we let my son taste take a little sip of it, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh boy, he's 16, You know, I was like, like, take a sip of it. I can smell like, it. He's like, "What are y'all eating in here?" I, like, yeah, I kind of thought he was like six actually when he said that. I was like, "All right, I'm not here to judge." I mean, you know, no, six wants to have some seltzer. It's only five percent. Now you, yeah, we're you always standing around that. the kitchen. He's, yeah. You laugh at that, Lucas. So, uh, Dennis, I think I've told you this. So, my grandmother um, was brilliant, but she had no common sense. Um, she was the first woman to graduate from Chapel Hill's pharmaceutical school. She was the first female pharmacist in the state of North Carolina. However, wow. In her brilliance, when I would go and hang out with her in the afternoons, when I was like five or six, we would go sit on her back porch and we would drink Seagram's wine coolers because she didn't realize there was alcohol in them. (laughs) So (laughs) my grandmother, who was a pharmacist, had no idea that a Seagram's wine cooler was an alcoholic beverage. Well, that was not a pharmacy. Well, that worked out for you. So (laughs) I blame her for my tolerance to this day. But yeah. I also thank her for it times two, but yeah. So no judgment. So what on are you the drinking? Six year olds drinking. You drinking Boone's Farm then tonight? No, <laughs> no Boone's Farm. Oh no. Um, Manischewitz. On the rocks, please. Thank you. <laughs> no, I actually am finishing off a little bit more of that Belvine Oak Cast or Caribbean Oak Cast. I didn't open the new uh, whistle pig yet. Can so I ask? Well, a, I jotted down a question on this very topic. This is one of my questions was on the, the what are you drinking topic. Do you mind if I if I ask a question? It's, it's it's a series of questions. It's a couple questions. I'm also a fan of Woodford Reserve. Uh, hey, I thought it was like a very hoity-toity bourbon. Like I thought it was like very spendy, and then the, like I was so I'm I'm a relative novice to the whiskey game, um, so I'm still kind of like learning this stuff out. But, um, and then I went to the liquor store and was like, wow, it's much more affordable than I realized. Like it's, mm-hmm. right. it's 40 bucks or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's um, not bad at all. Yeah, very good at the price. And, uh, uh, but you guys were talking about rye and double oaked and I've, I'm not familiar with either of these. And I, I like rye. In fact, I have, you just said it, I have a, a whistle pig rye in my cupboard right now. Um, which I was going to say, which I have yet to try is it, any rye. Is it the I six year? rye yet. I think what what are the other options? What's what's more than six? Is there yeah, a see, I think well, there's piggyback is the six year rye, which is what I've I've got one of those. Uh, I think if, there's, if if there's a twelve year rye, I think it's twelve. Okay, and I think there like is. And then I one. just and then the one I didn't open was like their new Roadhouse rye, that's mm, a whistle pig, but I just, I yeah. didn't open it because I've I swear it is. So, yeah, the Woodford uh, double oaked. So that's a bourbon. That's a that's a bourbon, yeah. The, the yes. Okay. Like I said, it, it's it looks like the same bottle. Um, it's just dark. I mean, it is dark. It's almost black. Um, Interesting. It's good. Good. Yeah. Okay. I like yeah. Smoking. I mean, I was. I'm with you. Like I, I thought, 
you know, I drank Crown and stuff like that for the longest time. And I got started getting into bourbons and got me some Woodford, man. I was living it up. And I, right. all my buddies are like, no, man, you got to get Willet and you got to get, you know, this Buffalo Trace, this and that. And I'm like, whoa, hang on a minute. And like, <laughs> they done Trace moved on decent. from Woodford. But it's, <laughs> it's not worth, uh, sorry. Sorry, Buffalo no, Trace. Better. Sorry, Buffalo I think Trace. Woodford is better. It's not, but. It doesn't live up to the hype it gets. Now the bottle, cool as shit. I give him that. Sure. Um, I do love uh, Woodf- Basil Hayden. That might be my go-to. Basil Hayden's good, but I also feel like most of these are the same three companies making all of them. You know, like unless right. you go local, I feel like the, the big national ones: Basil Hayden, Woodford. Um, you know, Buffalo Trace is the parent company, but a lot of these you look at the label and you're like, Buffalo Trace Distilling Company, and it's like, okay, well, that's not really the little local that I was told it was. Um, yeah. Right. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of all those. So yeah, it's I'm, I'm I I just sorry I keep asking people like what their opinions on these because I'm, I'm probably like less than a year I've been like all right I'm doing it it's the final frontier let's get into let's get into the brown liquors let's do the whiskey properly so I've been like <laughs> and I'm a, I'm like a researcher so I like did a lot of research before I went to the, to the liquor store to buy my first one and um, Irish whiskey seems to be my my channel so far. We'll see, that's, that's and I was gonna say I I flip flop back and forth between Scotch and bourbon, and like I'll drink. Um, Belvines, I'll drink Shivas, um, which I, I just opened a different Shivas last week. It's, I can't even ever remember. Was it Missouri or Mizanu or something? It's a Japanese. Um, oh, okay. yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, the Japanese ones are nice because you get that. But it's uh, real good and smooth. Yeah, you get that smoking. I mean, it sounds like we were talking yep. about the Woodford. Uh, the Woodford Double Oak does you get the smooth, you get like the the smokiness, but but with a little more smooth in the scotches, which is kind of what you get with uh, Japanese. It seems like sometimes. Well, and see the, the one I'm drinking right now, that that Belvine Scotch is, it's a 12 year aged in a rum barrel. Oh, interesting. So it's got a, it's it's got a completely different finish. It, it it actually ends up even though it's a Scotch, it ends up tasting similar to like a reposado tequila a little bit with a rum it's sure. interesting it, it's a different mix yeah that's that sounds very good if i if, so, if if i can have one more like just quick segue not even segue but just like weird aside i just got back from uh, belize first like long-term vacation i've had in i don't know how long but was in belize for 10 days and nice. that gave me a taste for rum like you would never i mean they're the local oh, I love rum, rum is, <laughs> yeah i haven't quite adopted the taste or uh, but that was they have their own style and they have coconut rum that is not like that terrible Malibu rum here in America. Right. Yeah, it doesn't taste like sugary. It tastes um, it tastes like you're drinking rum that has shreds of fresh coconut in it. Um, and then just in general, just their rum is, is fantastic. So now I'm like, well, I got to become a rum guy now too. I got to become a whiskey guy. I got to become a rum guy. Not enough time. Like I told you guys, I'm you know, it's a hobby. Or there something. you go. Or a vice, or both. Or a vice. It might be both. All right, so we got uh, we can jump into just a little bit of sports here. I, uh, I know you said you're a sports guy. The uh, any any NFL? You big on NFL? We had some pretty sweet games this weekend. Yeah, so I gotta I've, I feel the need to like preemptively rationalize why I'm a fan of the team I'm a fan of because I'm gonna say one of those teams that you're like, oh yeah, right? You, you like Man U and the Yankees and the Chinese diving team too. <laughs> Oh, so you um, brought up Man U, so at least we can talk about real football. Thank oh, God. gosh. Yeah, oh, yeah. real football, huh? Aren't you yeah. both in the Carolinas? You're, so you got south and north, right? Yep. Yep. So you're yep. The, the, the the one uh, North Carolina soccer fan? Uh, I'm a huge Liverpool fan. I've been a Liverpool fan since I was like 15 or 16. But that's not really the, 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 the demographic there in, no. in Charlotte, is it? <laughs> well, I didn't grow up in Charlotte either. I grew up oh, in okay, a okay. little tiny town in the mountains with like 10,000 people in my county. Oh, so even more of a, of a Liverpool kind so of place. So it, hey, it makes even more sense. Yeah. Um, if, if it, so if it I'm turns a, out like, like uh, Atlanta United did, which that's where I'm from, and I was going to um, Atlanta United games in Georgia Tech Stadium, which – that's when they first came in and they were like, holy cow, Atlanta is a soccer town. Like who knew, right? Yeah. I didn't grow up. We, we didn't grow up with any of that. It was baseball, football, you know, basketball. Um, so then they had to move them to uh, Mercedes Benz stadium and they pack it out way more than the Falcons. 
Like, they literally pack out Mercedes-Benz every game. And it's a it's an insane atmosphere. I mean, I know it's MLS, which soccer guys are like, eh. Um, but, you know, Charlotte's getting getting their team. Oh, the expansion uh, draft was tonight. I just didn't look to see who all we picked. I mean, I think it'll be sweet. I think it'll be big. I think it'll do yes, really well. Portland is uh, Portland is very much that as well. Portland is uh, has become a soccer town in a pretty major way. They had just played for the. I have a. They just played for the um, championship, the MLS championship last weekend. Didn't win it, but they played for it. Uh, and it's very much it is. I mean, uh, you know, we only have two. We have the Blazers, and then if we're counting MLS as one of the major leagues, uh, which is a big if. But you know. Blazers, and then that's it, and then maybe the maybe. Now, did, the did you grow up in Oregon, Lucas? Or? I did, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a, I'm a Portland native, yeah. Nice. Uh, which is all the more reason why uh, that's right. I was going to preemptively rationalize my. So did you Did you grow up a Cliff Robinson fan? Oh my God, yeah, Uncle yes. Cliff. I yeah, went to his uh, yes. went to his basketball <laughs> camp uh, two years in a row. So met him a couple times. I have a picture out in my living room of me and him uh, signed by Uncle Cliffy. R.I.P. Of course. Um. And uh, yeah, yeah, love love Cliff Robinson. I did too. He was. What's one of the connection? Favorites. Why is the like why 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 Cliff Robinson for you? Just uh, he was really so that was one of them. And then I remember when I was like, so growing up again in the middle of nowhere, um, you know, we had ABC, NBC, CBS, and sometimes Fox. If I went and turned the antenna manually, um, <laughs> but I remember the first basketball game I ever had was NBA Live '95. Uh, yeah, I always played, and, and for some reason, like I randomly picked a team the first time I played, and it was the Blazers, and I always played with them like from there on out forever. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. I mean, that's where where, where was this? Like, where was this random mountain town? So I grew up in Bryson City, which is North Carolina. It's in North Carolina. Everyone thinks it's Tennessee. It's not. Um, it's an hour west of Asheville. Um, Toked up, up in the park. It's where it's where the Polar Express is that everybody advertises all around this part of the country every year um, <laughs> for the Great Smoky Mountains Railroad. Um, Nanahala Gorge is right there. That's where they did all the uh, like the kayaking and stuff for the '96 Olympics. Is there was there, um, and then Fontana Lake, which is one of the biggest man-made lakes in the country, is right there. So wait, I don't think I realized how cool. Wait, the '96 Olympics. '96 Olympics were Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we. So. Yeah, I was gonna say I was uh, thirteen or fourteen going down there. That was insane. I wish I'd have been older, but to experience it a little better. Um, we went to a uh, USA versus Japan baseball game in the the old Fulton County Stadium down there. It was pretty neat. Nice. I think that I think I literally I remember this because randomly as a small child, despite growing up in Portland, was an avid uh, Jeff Foxworthy fan, and he oh, I, I remember in an album of his he dropped that uh, the river they were doing the rowing the the I don't know what it was like canoeing or one of one of the uh, rowing sports for the '96 Olympics was the same river as uh, Deliverance was filmed on. So oh, you yeah. got that going for it too, which is <laughs> creepy. So well, that was filmed uh, in. Let's see. Nell was filmed in Robbinsville right there. And then Digging to China, which I had kids I went to school with that were extras in that movie. Um, <laughs> that was filmed right there. That was a Kevin Bacon movie. And then yeah. The Fugitive was filmed Ooh. all over there. So yeah. the the scene where he drives through like a little downtown after he breaks out of the hospital. Yeah. He yeah. actually drives through downtown Bryson City. And that was on when they filmed that was a Sunday afternoon because we were in church. And I remember we we stood on the front steps of the church and we watched um, the van Harrison Ford was driving and go up the road like in front of everybody, (laughs) like on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, that's awesome. Love that movie. One of my all time favorites. I watch it. I I rewatch movies a lot, so I'm like, but so I've seen that probably 25 times at least, and that's not even like on the high list of rewatches for me. But that's a uh, love it, all time classic. All right, so what do you think? What do you think of the games this weekend? Oh yeah, that was the question. Okay, so despite growing up here, my dad uh, and all of his family, my dad is is he, he, I was like grew up here in Portland, obviously, but uh, his family, he's from, and his family still lives in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So at least you call your family. Yeah. 
Sorry, what was that? I said at least the color scheme matches. You know. Right, exactly. Yeah, and actually, I went to a green and eh, green, green and white high school, but green and occasionally yellow high school. Um, yeah, so I'm a Packers fan, so I go back, go to a game every every few years. There's a few season tickets in my family, um, so I'm, I'm a yeah, I'm a big Packers fan. So I, that was great. I mean, 45 to 30 over the arch rival. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's uh, college football has died down now, so that's my that's my number one. So this was the first, you know, this is the Army Navy weekend where there's no other no other games besides that. So I can finally you know, take some time and focus on what's happening in other sports. So. <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's it's an interesting. I keep like thinking that, and I keep getting forgetting that there's gonna be 17 games this year, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be crazy. This guy might set a record, and then it's like that doesn't count. It's just 17 games, right? <laughs> now you talk about yeah. uh, other sports dying down. So to add to my weirdness of being a Liverpool fan, I'm also <laughs> a big Formula One fan. Oh, okay. So, so you got the, you're you're yeah. on Sunday, the edge of your seat right now with the Verstappen and Hamilton stuff. Well, Verstappen won. Indeed, yeah. But should he have? Yeah, What's your should. opinion on that, Ryan? Should he? I think he right? should. I'd rather. I would rather see them fight it out than finish pound a damn safety car. But shouldn't let they not let everybody pass though? If they, yeah, they should. Like it. Just those people, just to, between the car though. I mean, like should, everybody should get that option, right? No. Well, because they're letting back markers pass. Yeah. When when former champions like Fernando Alonso is like, let them race, let them freaking race. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. This is this is very unique uh, fanhood for you from the given the given the geographic. Oh, Ryan's all over the place, man. <laughs> he is all over the place. He, <laughs> True. Well, so it's kind of like you said, he's where, where he was at, what he could get on TV. Yeah. You know, growing up, I know here in Charlotte, I meet a lot of people that they're not Panthers fans because for one, they hadn't been in the, in the league, you know, a long time, and growing up, they could only get the Packers or they, you know, their whatever was on TV. Mm-hmm. That's who they started pulling for. I've met a lot of Packers fans here, um, Cowboys fans, Cowboys fans, Redskins fans. We all know why it's Cowboys. Can't fans, say, can't say that. <laughs> Everybody in their thirties is a Cowboys Washington fan. Football Club fan. <laughs> Everybody Washington who's in their thirties who's a Cowboys fan is a fan, not because they got them on TV. It's because they happened to be winning championships when they were growing up. Yep. No offense to the to the listeners. So, but yeah, non-local 49ers and Cowboys fans who are between 35 and <laughs> 45. I was we, a Raiders fan. know why fan. you made that choice. Even weirder. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, that's, uh, that's tricky. So me and my son, uh, you know, we're from Atlanta. I was born and raised there. Um, I was actually born in Marietta where they moved the Braves to now. Um, so we've only been here in the Charlotte area for – almost five years but falcons panthers they're in the same division like i can't just become a panthers fan can't happen um so falcons obviously for me uh so i me and my son always go to a game when they play the, the panthers just for the heck of it um so we went to uh the game this sunday that was my first time in that stadium here and uh I thought I was going to have to fight everybody in that place <laughs> because of my son. He was the biggest heckler in there. I'm like, Corey, we're going to die in here. There's like four <laughs> of us in this whole place. Um, but he was just passionate, man. I mean, he, we, we sat down in the, we were in the upper deck, but we were on the front row. Uh, he likes to be up to try to see the plays for him and stuff like that. So the, uh, I don't know, about a 60-year-old couple sat down in front of us, and they're like, yeah, we've been here since the beginning, you know, 10 years, these same two seats. Now, we're on the visitor side, so I at least bought tickets on the right side. <laughs> the correct side, um, yeah. yeah and there's and there's literally only like six of us over there, period. And we got all our Falcons gear on, you know, and probably like second quarter in, Cam Newton gets sacked, and my son's like, you stink, Cam. And this lady's turning around like, you know, he can't say that. Like, she's staring my son down. Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, we're at a football game here. I mean, yeah, I'm like $350 in on these tickets. I mean, he can say whatever he wants to say. <laughs> like, and sure enough, man, I mean, they left. They left at halftime. Like, they left at halftime. Wow. Yeah. Well, what was, what but was so Corey, did everybody else what in the state. What were you saying there? <laughs> God. 
Oh, he was like, you stink, Cam, you know, Cam. No, and, no when everyone's leaving at half, I'm like, oh, there oh. they go. <laughs> yeah, he stood up because, <laughs> because here's the thing, like, apparently here, um, of course, my buddies are going to beat me up over this, but, um, you know, everybody tailgates, which is fine, and they come in there, and halftime, man, everybody rolls out, and they go back out and hit all the bars, and uh, you, you just, you can see it. It looks like somebody stepped in an anthill. It, the stadium just drains, man. <laughs> and and my son stood up, and he's just like, yep, here they go. And, you know, here's all these dudes coming down the stairs, and I'm like, Corey, stop. He's like, yep, <laughs> here they go. And they're out of here, halftime, man. They're headed out. You know, of course, we were up by, like, a touchdown. It was, a, yeah. I mean, it was actually a game. And, uh, yeah, they roll out, man. And, you know, he told me on the way home, he's like, man, you don't think the players see that on the field? Like, their fans just heading out? He's like, that would that would suck. I mean, you can't. You know, and I said, you know what, Corey, you're right. I said, uh, and it's, it's funny you talked about Green Bay. I was like, you go to a Green Bay game, that don't happen, man. You no. go to a Bears game, they're in to the end. Because yeah. it's a football town. I just don't think this is a football town. I mean, I don't know. It's just different. It's definitely different. Yeah, and they're a newer team too. And I mean, newer, That's what I mean. Geez, it's not that new anymore, right? But, well, ninety five, but but yeah. if you but if you think about it, there's still not. I mean, how many people that have been fans since ninety five? You know, or raising kids now to try to make them Panthers fans. There's still not a huge amount of people that were Panthers fans in '95 that are raising a generation of Panthers fans yet. No, right. Yeah, and were they even popular before? I don't know how like how much of a following they had before like Cam Newton was winning MVPs and taking them to the Super Bowl. Um, well, and I mean they, you know, they were they went to the Super Bowl before before Cam, between, but yeah. it still just wasn't. No, I still just you don't, don't really think build like, a. Now, now yeah, my wife has been a Panthers fan. Back. Yeah, my wife's been a Panthers fan forever, but she was she was four when the Panthers showed up, so works out. <laughs> yeah, it's all she knows. Yeah, like yeah. there just wasn't a uh, you know the people that were in there they were just kind of watching the game. It's like there wasn't no I don't know, it just wasn't no edge to it. You know, they're there I mean? to socialize. They're not there for the that's what I mean. Yeah. They, like I said, halftime, man, they they clear out. When we go to Atlanta to watch a game, we go down there to watch a Panthers game, you know, when we're when they're down there. And halftime, there goes the Panthers fans headed back to, you know, four half-hour drive. Um, it's like, man, I'm, I'm going to come all the way down here. I'm staying to the end, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, we were yeah, turning the lights off when we were done. Thanks. Yeah. Corey's not leaving until they're coming out on the field. Like, he's that kid. We, we, we'd we go to a Braves game. The Braves would be up 15 to nothing, and we're staying to the last pitch. And I'm like, buddy, come on. We're out of here. No, 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 it's not over yet. <laughs> so. well, congratulations on that, too. Hey, I'm a I'm an AL West fan, so oh, I yeah. cannot abide those, those uh, cursed Astros. So congratulations and thank you for doing what needed to be done. Now, are you uh, are you a Mariners fan? Or? I am, yeah, yeah. I'm a Mariners fan. Uh, you so noticed yeah, the, was, the dark pall in my voice when I said I'm a Mariners fan. Hey, man, I was yeah. I was I was Griffey Junior all the way, brother. Yeah, my absolutely. whole forever. I actually yeah. got his. I still got his rookie card. I was a big baseball. The one, the upper deck one. Yep. Yeah, you know he's I don't not know what it's worth. At. That's one of those. Uh, that's one of those weird uh, things that I know. It's not. They had to like get a special hat for it. It's not actually a Mariners hat he's wearing. It looks like a Mariners really? hat, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a single A team that they had at the time or something like that. So you just glance at it and you're like, it kind of looks like the S they used to use, but no, it's not. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. It's, that. it's probably yes, good baseball at least trivia. five bucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some yeah. of those oh, no, coming it's, back. It's something, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you guys follow Gary V, then you know about the, the fanaticism for sports card trading right now. I don't know if you do follow Gary V, but if you do, you know. My brother's a big car trader, man. Dude, I, mean, I don't even want to uh, know how much. He could almost make a living at it for real. Like it's, yeah, it's they're nuts. having a moment. It's, I mean, it's it's like any of these things, I guess. You know, that are how do you quantify the value of a an NFT, NFT or a cryptocurrency or a, even a paper baseball card, right? Right. 
<laughs> oh, I know. NFTs are going nuts right now. Yeah, they are. Should have bought into those, apparently. All right, so... Y'all want to get into some EGIA stuff? Sure. sure. It's up to Lucas. Yeah, why not? I forgot. Yeah, I guess I got to like justify my... I mean, I'm enjoying <laughs> what we're doing here, but I suppose... <laughs> Somebody, if somebody from work listens, I got to be like, yeah, we, we talked about it. So oh, you that's wanna, good, man. I was going to say, you yeah. want to talk about uh, Contractor University? I know we just, you guys just wrapped up a webinar. Hopefully we had some people sign up for the December class. On yeah. Financing. I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah I can. You. Uh, I can. Uh, <laughs> I think you did. Um, uh, yeah, I can. I can just do a quick kind of, you know, what we're doing right now. I don't want to. I don't want to bog it down too much. Nobody. Nobody wants to hear too much about that when we can talk about NFTs um, and <laughs> monkey pictures. That's the. That's. I, I keep seeing this on the internet. Like that's apparently the most. The really valuable NFTs are all these like portraits of like cartoon monkeys. Yeah, for like forty nine thousand dollars, I'll get this uh-huh. cartoon monkey. That's. Wow. I mean, that's, like a, that's a cheap one, I think. What happened um, if someone? It's like yeah. Yeah, like somebody accidentally sold one because they like they listed it as. Uh, whatever it was, it was like 0.75 Ethereum instead of 75 Ethereum. And so they like accidentally sold it for only a few thousand dollars as opposed to the millions it was supposed to go for. (laughs) Whoops. Jeez. Um, But yeah, we, we, uh, you know, EGI, like I said, kind of gave y'all the upshot and, and, um, you know, we're we're very much focused on, well, you know, a handful of things, but um, really continuing education is one of our main things. And um, particularly now as people have a little less time during the busy season to get out um and get into you know in-person workshops and stuff like that um we have a a a ton of sort of online stuff coming up um we do a marketing mastermind 360 workshop every um every month i don't know how familiar you two are with i know you guys are industry folks so maybe you you know some of the people we work with but uh, marketing mastermind 360 is led by drew cameron um every month i don't know if you guys know him but he's a a big okay yeah yeah, he's a big, uh, uh, you know, very, very uh, intelligent, accomplished uh, consultant in the space. Um, and so he, you know, he teaches about marketing every month. Um, we have a, a ton of kind of virtual workshops coming up. In-home selling is, I think, in January, um, as well as some in-person stuff in, um, in marketing, branding, and lead generation also coming up in January as an in-person workshop. Um, you two are in, uh, you guys are distributors, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Now the in-home sales, man, I feel like is, uh, I, th- I think that's a big one. I know. Cause I'm on the, I'm on the tech side, of course, riding's in sales, but you know, I'm dealing with contractors a lot that, that know my background and they try to, you know, ask me questions and about going into a home or sending a, sending a, a tech guy that we were just talking about, right. Come out of high school mm-hmm. and you teach him this trade and, if you're wanting to grow that business, right? There's a there's a side of it that's it's sales. It just is what it is. Um, these guys don't go into this industry for nonprofit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, learning how to talk to a homeowner, you know, comfortably, and you know, I know a lot of guys will say, oh, you, you don't want to try to just sell them everything, but just to go in there and give them a price on a new, you know, a new HVAC system, that can be pretty rough on somebody like just giving somebody a number telling them how much something costs that they probably you know in their mind they're like i wouldn't pay for that but they got to hand that price over like that's a it's a whole nother animal right there and that comes down to Uh, down just a lot of that's down to soft skills too like lucas is talking about um getting people to open up and be comfortable about that situation Right, and that's where EGIA, I think, is great because they're covering all ends of the spectrum. You know, up your your, your trade schools are not covering that. I mean, my yeah, that's, that's one of the you things we, we, on the foundation side, that we learn all the time. That's why we're, we always try to kind of expand what we're doing on the foundation side, the, <clears throat> the like, the training there, because every, every time we talk to contractors, they say, um, yeah, it's great that somebody graduated from a trade school, but they're not ready to work. <laughs> that they graduated an HVAC program does not mean they're ready to work. Um, but yeah, back to the sort of like selling. That's um, so that that one. The the most of our selling workshops are done by uh, Wally uh, Weldon Long. That, that maybe you guys know as well. Um, well, see when 
when I first started to interrupt you on Weldon Longside, I met yeah, I've met him twice because when I first came into distribution, he was I guess he was a speaker that was kind of contracted with with our manufacturer for a couple of years. So mm-hmm. he did a couple of different workshops that we went to or we participated in. I think both of them in Atlanta and maybe one one other place. Um, no, one wasn't one was in Atlanta and then one he came and spoke at a different event we were at. So, you know, one of these days maybe we'll get a cool show like Weldon and Drew have where we can sit around and smoke cigars and drink with <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Gary's on there too. I mean you we'll, can, we'll get you can smoke a cigar right now, right? And if you want to. I mean That's I'm not true. stopping you. What'd you say? You could smoke a cigar right now. I mean it's, <laughs> you're drinking, you smoke a cigar, drinking, you're good. Smoking. Uh, yeah, I just one thing. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a salesperson. I, well, I, well, I, I am in marketing, but I would. I would severely distinguish between marketing and sales. But one thing I do think is, is as as somebody who's from marketing, I would say one thing I do know is how expensive leads are. Leads are very, very expensive. Um, and right. so one way that you can, um, one way that you can increase your revenue without really increasing your marketing budget at all is by closing more sales. Right. Take if you have a hundred leads and you're closing ten of them. Uh, and you can go from closing 10 of them to closing 50 of them. You didn't have to increase your leads yep. at all. Leads are very expensive and you're able to do that. So, um, yeah, it's just, and you know, Wally's Wall, a, he's, <laughs> he's a New York times bestselling author. Um, so, I mean, he quite literally wrote the book on this. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it's not, I know one of his tenants, um, that again, I'm not gonna, I don't mean to, to quote him because again, it's really his space and, um, but is, is high service, not high pressure. Right. So, you don't need to be one of those people right. that, you know, the people hate the idea of a salesman, right? Um, because they think a high pressure, but it's not about that. It's, it's about solving problems for people. And, um, you know, and these are, yep. these are all things that, that we get into in depth in, in all these workshops. So, um, yeah, just that's, that's a, you know, we, any of these kind of in-person workshops, you know, everybody can, everybody is welcome to attend virtual workshops as well. Um, EGIA members, uh, we recently rebranded. So Contractor University powered by EGIA. Um, mycontractoruniversity.com. Uh, Contract University members have have free access to all this stuff, um, and that includes folks on free trials. So um, yeah, if you go to mycontractoruniversity.com, everybody is is welcome to take a, a free 30-day trial, see if it's for you. So I also, again, I'm not a salesperson. I don't want to get too salesy on it, but uh, I think, you know, I think we do a lot of great stuff that can solve problems for people. Um, so, you know, there's a, a very, a very low pressure, no commitment way to check it out. Now, I was going to say, I hear a lot, man, from contractors about um, kids come out of school and they're not ready. Like, that's all I keep hearing. And we got to fix that. Like, what's the deal with that? Um, the, tr- the tr- I don't know. You know, the, the only answer I think is guys like you guys um, and me and Ryden have talked about it, you know, about building a uh, business type just like you guys where you mm-hmm. you bring a kid in and uh right maybe you can help me on this uh we were talking about doing like a like a uh where you draft him right you make it like a <laughs> where he signs in and it, it's you have like he's a free agent and <laughs> you know well, what i mean like, like you you know you almost have like a build you hook him up you have yeah. a build a tech yeah. program and <clears throat> have a build a tech i mean it would be hvac kind of specific there, yeah right but um, well, and we also talked about, you know, there's a lot of times where people will say, well, can you take this, you know, take this kid and fix him or can you take it? And I hate that word. You know, people will say that. Um, but they, you know, they talk about, you know, what kind of experience do you want to have, you know, to get a kid into trade school? What kind of experience do you want here, here and here? And honestly, um, none. Just drive. <laughs> let's, That's let's it. Dry. Let's, let's have a blank canvas and building from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I'll make my, my one other plea here. And again, I'll, I'll just reiterate EGI foundation is a 501 C three nonprofit. So the foundation side of what we're doing really, again, is just all about workforce development, trying to get more people into the industry. So, uh, this isn't even a, you know, well, we are a charity. Of course we take donations, but I mean, even more than that, like that's what we're looking for is, is people who can, you know, we're, we're talking about the idea, can run the idea of figuring out how to do a, an interesting, you know, internship program, apprenticeship program that might work. We do a scholarship program right now. Uh, right now, we, we're giving out 20 scholarships, up to 20 scholarships of $2,500 a piece for people who are going to school for HVAC. 
Um, and that's what we're trying to figure out is how do we, you know, how do we help uplift the industry, not just in terms of getting people into HVAC school, but also how do we fill in some of these gaps um, that do exist right. when somebody goes to school. And so we're talking about doing some internship programs. We're talking about doing um, just overall awareness programs and um, stuff like that. So uh, that's my, my one plea that I would love to put out there is uh, our websites are our EGIA Foundation, egiafoundation.org. And then we also have a website that's very um, more focused on educating young people um, called alwaysindemand.com. Uh, and that really more, again, more even than money is people who have expertise, who have knowledge in these areas, who who agree that there's an issue and would love to contribute time, you know, advisory, knowledge, whatever it is. Um, we're always looking for people that, that we can collaborate with that can kind of help us. Again, this is, it's a 501c3 nonprofit. There's no, there's no competition with somebody right. else. You know, we're all on the same page on this. There's organizations that do very, very similar stuff to what we do that we work with hand in hand because you know, we're all in this together and we're trying to make a better industry. So um, just that's that's one one plea I want to throw out there. I hate to be salesy, but I'll just throw that out no, there. No, no, that's, not, yeah, that's you, not salesy at all. Yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, egifoundation.org, alwaysindemand.com, both those things. Um, do you guys do show notes or anything like that? Can I give out my email address or should I just spell it out? Go for it. Okay, so uh, L-E-H-R-B, B as in boy, A-R at E-G-I-A.org. Um, you know, if, just to, to put that out there, if, you know, if you're somebody who, who has an idea or wants to help get the word out about the scholarship program or, um, you know, is just wants to get involved, um, again, that's not necessarily a financial ask. Uh, we would love we would love to work with anybody who, who is looking at the same stuff. And yeah, if, we can we can yeah. post some stuff. Yeah, we'll post yeah. some stuff. You know, if anyone else you know wants to, you know, if they cool, yeah, they can reach out to us. We'll get you to get you out of Lucas. Um, if you got questions, we'll get you to Lucas. Um, there we go. Don't even write down my email address. Reach yeah. out to Dennis and Ryden. They got you. They'll send it on, um, and we can and or let them know that you're going to be in Vegas and and we'll all get together in Vegas and chat about it, right? Yes, definitely. Yes. Come and see us in Vegas. Which, speaking of that, you got to pick your time slot, man. Uh, my, should we draft your time slot live on the air? Yeah, my priority <laughs> is so we have people uh, who are going to be in Vegas to work a booth and talk to people. I'm going to be there largely to when I travel, I typically, unless it's an EGIA event, I typically do it to try to get the word out about the foundation. So I'm just there to raise word about the foundation. So I am, I like, I'm elated to be there with y'all and I'm excited that you will have me and I, I am intending to make work whatever time works for you guys. Cause that's, that's my priority is being there for y'all. Nice. So right. option one got 11 to 12 on Tuesday, February 1st. Option two, you've got five to six February first. Oh. <laughs> I was I, I was gonna say caveat is like we're in Vegas, so if you say eight AM, I'm gonna be like, that's not gonna happen. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I wouldn't be there either. Yeah, so five to six we can we can all feel like better about ourselves if we if we do the what are you drinking segment, right? That's gonna Oh, see now see that's the question because it's five o'clock out there. Can we drink on stage? Is it, can we sneak? It's a performance, right? I mean, you got to be right. It's Vegas. It's and Vegas. It, when we'll be in like 11, we're going to have to ask for Bloody Marys. And then we're going to feel like we're very like extra for that. So <laughs> I think at five, we can be like, just bring us some whiskey. So I'll, I think I'll take that. That uh, What is it? That's like a Monday or Tuesday? That's Tuesday. Tuesday. I mean, do y'all have a we're preference? We're going to literally. Uh, no. something Tuesday, five to six. Sounds good to me. We're in podcast pavilion. Podcast Pavilion 1, 5 to 6, everybody, on Tuesday, February 1st. Come see us. Let's do it. Um, us three up there is going to look like a, a, a Ron White comedy show about to break out with all our <laughs> highball glasses up there. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, I know I was almost going to say, like, do we do we drink while they're there? And I was like, well, it's Las Vegas. I think we can do anything. Yeah. I, I would think. Yeah, we may even get... So apparently we have a sound guy. We might get some Magnum PI on the, when you're walking Ooh, up. Now we're talking. I know. I'm hoping we can have intro music there. Well, I mean, I felt obligated to wear an EGIA shirt, but if it's if it's Magnum PI music, then it's going to be short shorts, Hawaiian shirt, and Detroit Tigers. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yep, the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> Always. Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. It's uh, it should be a, a cool event. It's an enormous event, obviously. Um, and I've, I swore, so we, you know, we just had our EGIA, just had our big, uh, annual conference, Epic, uh, Epic 2021 back in, uh, sorry, we didn't make it. To, 
We were supposed oh, to be there, but we didn't. Yeah. We missed you, but we understand. Um, but we, yeah, so I, you know, I'm there for prep and startup and I, I sell all the sponsorships and stuff like that. So I'm there to, to interact with our sponsors. So I'm there for like a full week, basically. So it's taken me a good three or four months before I feel like I can get back to Vegas. It's a week in Vegas is, <laughs> that's like three months in normal time. So what's your flight to Vegas? Or how I don't book that early. <laughs> Whatever Alaska's got for me. No, I'm saying how how long is it? Oh, uh, I think it's. I want to say you get 750 miles each way, so that would be what an hour and a half, two hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, not bad at all. Oh, you guys, yeah, you guys are a bit of a. It's a pretty healthy jaunt for you. Right? Good four and a half. You got a layover <laughs> yeah. somewhere? No, it's it's about no. four and a half. When you're coming out, when you're going against the wind, it takes a little longer. Yeah, is it direct? Yep. Okay, Thank God. Now, when I went in, when I went in seventeen, so she booked me through Salt Lake City, and and the plane we were supposed to get on, something went wrong with the plane. Like they moved it and brought in another plane, but it took forever. By the time I got got to Vegas that day, everyone's. You know, when I landed, my phone's exploding because everyone's calling me. Where are you at? Where are you at? Why aren't you here? Why aren't you here? You're supposed to be here at five. You're supposed to be here. It's like, man, I was stuck in Salt Lake City. Why didn't you fly direct? I didn't book the flight, man. (laughs) (laughs) Go talk to these people. Uh, I never thought I was going to make it that day. And I swear, ever since then, like, I've not wanted to book anything that wasn't direct. And then that's all I try to book. I mean. Yeah, yeah I'm a I'm a, a like devout Alaska Airlines flyer, so coming from Portland, I have to go through Seattle with some frequency. But other than that, yeah, I'm trying to do direct, but I'll I'll do whatever it takes to fly Alaska. Nice. Yeah, so we don't have that option uh, over here. No. We no, I American suppose you wouldn't. Or yeah. American. Oof. Um, we say American or American. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all we got. American, here, right? American, or, or Delta, or Delta. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. less than ideal. You guys have yeah, that. Uh, the we new got airline Spirit though, right? and Allegiant. Isn't uh, isn't the new one out there? Breeze and Breeze out there. Have you seen um, that yet? Not to us. It's a new. It's a yeah. It's a new one. It's mostly East Coast. It's and it's kind of between more like, I guess it like Charlotte would be pretty big for it. It does like a bunch of like leisure cities, like not so not so much business travel. They're trying to get back to like anyway. It's a, it's, a, it's like the newest startup airline. But I so uh, are you a gambler by chance? You uh, I'll, do, I'll do a little, I'll do a little blackjack when I'm there. Um, okay. That's mostly it. I learned craps a couple of years ago, but it was four in the morning. So state dependent learning being what it is. I think I forgot all of what I learned. I um, we're craps players. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was a blast. It's, I don't think you get, uh, Blackjack has a little bit of it, but I don't think you get the, um, the community like no. feel in anything no. like, like craps, everybody's rooting for you and they're on your side oh, and like yeah. we're all in this together kind of vibe. And there's a little bit of that with Blackjack, but it's not necessarily they're on your side as much as they're just pissed when you hit when you shouldn't have hit. Um, yeah. Right. Whereas people are like actively rooting for you to do well in, in crabs. So in blackjack, I'm always scared I'm going to sit next to that guy mm-hmm. that's counting. Right. Um, and I'm like, well, what does he want me to do here? Yeah. Like, and you hit on a 16 and he's like, oh, why would yeah. you ever hit on a 16 when, when the dealer is showing a two? And you're like, I don't know, man. I'm just here to play the game. Right. I hit it on my phone. It works all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot to read the Hoyle guide before I came. Yeah, did you did y'all right, go out to so, the um to the to like Palm Springs a couple weeks ago? I don't know if I'm allowed to say brand names or not. So the event in Palm Springs a couple weeks ago. We did not. We did not. Oh, okay. I didn't even know we had an event in Palm Springs. I don't. I mean, I don't. Again, it's a, it's one of the the. Oh, well, you're talking about you're talking about Hardy. There we go. I didn't know how I was allowed to say it. Yeah, yeah you can say that. Yeah, okay. Say that. I know. I was like, you guys are distributors. I feel like that's probably your that's your vibe, right? It's your wheelhouse. Yeah, we're we're Hardy members, but uh, yeah, they don't. They don't pay the tech guy and the sales guy to go out there. We don't have sure. the clout for that. I suppose, That's I suppose, why we yeah. do this. That's why we do this so we can talk to cool people. There All we right. go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So I don't want to get into too much more. We got to save it for the. Uh, I was waiting to ask Lucas what he was getting made for dinner. I don't know. It's a surprise. Dang, it's happening. I can smell, smell it. Smelling anything? I keep waiting. Yeah. I was like, I thought I heard. I thought I heard cabinets opening and closing. I think and you I was did. Like, All right, what's she cooking? You did. You did. I'll let you guys know. You'll, you can put that in the show notes too. I'll, I'll shoot it over to you after I find out. Nice. 
I'm gonna have to fix this. Uh, I'm gonna have to get over there and fix that unit that keeps coming on. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> it's central. I'm telling you, it's uh, Dagum space yeah. heaters. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, and it keeps running me $800 a month. Can you guys help me with Is that, that? A radiator wall. I'm gonna take a picture of some <laughs> little space heater and be like, oh yeah, found Lucas's heater. I'll send it back. Yeah, to exactly. Him. Yeah, yep, yeah. Well, appreciate you coming on the show, man. We had a ball. We covered about everything. I feel like we could uh, just have a podcast and just talk about whatever. And um, I think yeah. I think you should come back more often. I'm happy to. Yeah, we didn't even get to cryptocurrencies, right? No. Oh, no, we avoided the stocks right like now. the plague and we're going to continue to do that. Man, it is yeah. in the toilet right now. Good yeah, Lord. It's true. Well, at um, least mine are. Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate, appreciate y'all having me. Um, really... Yeah, really great chatting with you guys. Um, and, you know, I've, you guys seem like a pleasure via email and even better, even better live. And uh, uh, like I said, I appreciate you getting, help me get the word out on the, you know, the foundation stuff that's, that's yeah. near and dear to my heart. It's, it's, I mean, it sounds like we're all on the same page, right? Like there's a lot of opportunity in the industry and, um, you know, we just want to get the word out and the more the merrier, right? There's plenty of jobs that go around, as you know, the number one complaint of pretty much every contractor we talk to. And I imagine you hear the same thing is can't find good people to hire. No, nope. um, right. So I'll just I'll just one more time throw that pitch out that we have uh, uh, the EGI Foundation Scholarship Program right now is accepting applications. So that is up to twenty people will be awarded twenty five hundred dollars scholarships piece uh, if they're pursuing uh, uh, education like a, a course of education in HVAC technical skills for the two thousand twenty two twenty three calendar year uh, academic year. So. Um, head to egifoundation.org or alwaysindemand.com to apply. And yeah, I, I appreciate you guys helping me get the word out. Yeah, man, no problem. Yeah, I got a couple, several contractors that uh, that bring their kids into the branch and they're, you know, 15, 16 um, on their days off. One of them's homeschooled and uh, I'm going to throw all this their way. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Please um, do. It's, uh, I mean, we... You know, I would I would say we get a, a fair amount of um, of interest in it, but it, it's still it's not so much that the odds are that long. I would say people who who apply have a pretty good shot of getting it. You know, right. So I really appreciate you guys uh, making me feel welcome and giving me the time. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Well, good luck on your your podcast too, by the way. Hey, thank you very much, man. It's uh, yeah, you, know, we, you didn't even plug it. What is it? You got to tell people. I know, but I shouldn't like, I'm a little, I'm a little looser with the language on the podcast. I shouldn't be doing that. And the same thing when I'm plugging EGIA, you know, so it's, okay. uh, it's college football podcast. Actually, it's called collegefootballpodcast.com. Once I discovered that the domain collegefootballpodcast.com was available, it kind of named itself. So I feel like you should be able to crush um, that. It's going <laughs> well. we've been doing it for a few years. Yeah, we've been doing it for a few years. I'm a little lazy with it. So it, 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 I could be doing better with it than it is, but I would say even haphazardly and not putting enough attention into it, it gets me like thousand downloads an episode, so it's not bad. Sweet. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, really appreciate this, guys. It's a lot of fun. Thanks, man. All right, well, have a good one. All right, we will see y'all next time on HVACRD.